Hello, Thomas. What's up? We're getting close to the end of this academy. My first one. It's been awesome. And we're putting on a, not us as the cadre, but another another group's putting on like a firehouse survival class to kind of get them ready from that transition to recruit to probationary firefighter. Yeah. And it just got me thinking like, what types of advice would you have for that person who is... Ask yourself that question because you've been the... I mean, you've been the probie a lot. You were good at it. I, I don't know if I was that good. I mean, I was... I did... I did the dishes. I was, you know, first to take out the trash, clean the station. I certainly wasn't catering to every single need. But is that... So as an officer, you've it. seen good ones and you've seen bad ones. What is it about the good ones that make you be like, oh, yeah, this... Because, right... The good ones, for sure, let their actions tell their story. So give me what you would expect from a fire probationary firefighter on their first day. The first day? Yeah. Not what you I mean, would because I, I know how you do it. I know. I would expect them just to show up early. What time? Let's say the shift changes at 8 o'clock. I'd expect them just a little bit before 7. Because okay. the crew, some of the crew arrives at 7, so you just want to be before them. Yeah. Or even right at the same time. I mean, you come in, you're already you're already dressed anyways. You know, one thing that I think is a lost art is introducing yourself. Like, that's what a lot of guys are still looking for in the firehouse. Like, they'll sit at the table. They know you're there. Yeah. And, and I understand. Like, it's a room full of people that you don't even know. And, and maybe you wait a little bit when, like, your crew is moving out. Like, you might drop stuff off in the kitchen and then go in the bay and then... When the change is already done, then come in. But I think early on, we that reminded me, we had some, so we had a new guy, and then we had somebody rove in who, you know, five, six-year guy, right? Yeah. And it's maybe 4 p.m., and all of a sudden, in the middle of the kitchen, new guy goes, hey, I'm so-and-so. <laughs> and everybody looks at each other like, it's 4 p.m., like you've been working out with this guy, you've been eating with this guy, and and like you get done with lunch, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm sorry. At that point, man, lean in and well, be like, you know, like yeah, we I introduced myself earlier. Right. Make them think they forgot. <laughs> Better late than never, I guess. But it was pretty funny. That's like, awesome. Well, probably usually you introduce yourself at the beginning of the day. You think you, as a new person, you bring something in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Do you, you know, bring like, like what? What's like the classic? Well, I mean, something they could start their day off. With. Now, now that I've been in the fire service long, something they could start their day off. With. I mean, you and your scones. Holy cow. It's, thank right? God for COVID. Bring in some good coffee. Bring in some scones, yeah. right? Like a nice bag of coffee. And, no, like, and almost, maybe you got to make it, you know? Put some French press together. Ooh. You know? I like that. Yeah. And that, don't that buy help. shitty donuts. If don't you're going to bring the in. fucking Safeway. No. Just the Jewel Osco. Oh, no, man. Yeah, that's if you're trash. gonna do it. Do it right. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Get up yeah. extra early. Get to a good place. I think you could do pretty well if you like brought in a meal. You know, like to make. You know, like hey, I already shot for today. I'd like to. You know, I know it's my first day, and that, that's a lot. That's a lot because you you don't even know what you're walking into. Um, say that now as like a, you know, salty guy in the fire service. Yeah, right? it's like, but. Yeah, you know, that would work well with our crew. Like, damn. But you better knock it out of the park. You better right? knock it out of the park, man. Because <laughs> yeah. you guys have good cooks on your yeah. crew. Yeah. So All right, I just so think you, you show up early, you introduce yourself, and then there's nothing you can really do about 
nobody wanting to help you like with the rig like if nobody's out there hopefully there's at least one guy if you show initiative like hey can you show me the truck that's that's what you do right if they're not yeah hey can you show me the truck can someone can someone show me the truck i mean i wouldn't go hey you know like a gavel and be like attention (laughs) (laughs) who could show me the truck i know all you guys are sitting drinking coffee because you you were up 10 times last night yeah you just you find you find the guy that is one of the backseaters hey can you show me can you show me the trucks yeah you know and then inevitably he'll probably ask somebody, hey, yeah, yeah, let me get the guy you're working with. Okay, so let's say that you – so I had this experience. You come in, and they were given an order not to talk to me. God, dude, that's so fucked up. So – Like, I, I would never fucking do that to a guy. It like, was the most You come and introduce yourself, and everybody's like – And this was so – all right. Shut the fuck up. Here's what happened. This was at one of the places I worked. Coming into a firehouse brand new, right out of the academy, might be one of the most – intimidating moments in your fire service career. Like you're walking in, you have no idea what to expect. Yeah, it's worse than the first day of the academy because oh, it's you, way worse. you don't have anybody there with you. Way you're, worse. You're the only one. You're it. Yeah. So I'm sitting in my truck and I'm like, okay, I'm like trying to get myself psyched up. And we all had like a big meeting with all of the probationary firefighters that were going to stations that day for like, 30 minutes. So by the time you got to the station, shift change already happened. Your crew's already kind of like starting their day. So I pull up and I'm like trying to get myself psyched up. And one of the fire, the uh, senior firefighter comes out to my truck and he's like, Hey, can I help you with your gear? Helps me with my gear. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like totally line me out. Four months later, I go to this new station, right? It's where all the hitters are at. And I walk in and uh, nobody says anything. You stuck with your own gear. And so I, yeah, I had to carry it myself. <laughs> um, so I go in and like, I, I try and introduce myself and they do like these like soft, the soft handshake, right? That is the limp hand. Funny. Which <laughs> that is actually kind of funny. So I go out to the rig and I'm like, whoa, this is a way different experience. And no one comes out and I put my stuff on and like, I'm just kind of looking around and I do rig checks and I walk back in, like I, f- and where I used to work, like the probationary firefighter, one of your duties was to make sure that no one's coffee cup was empty. So like you would, when there was two probies there, when there was a double company house, uh, one probie's job was to sit by the coffee maker for the entire time that the crew wanted to sit at the table. And all you did was just refill. See, so you're like a waiter. That's what I, yeah, I okay. wouldn't wait on people. It was awful. And, but I, I've had some some Academy brothers that they did that. And I mean, it worked for them. And I mean, they're awesome dudes, great yeah. firemen. I, I couldn't do it. Well, I'll make the coffee, you know, and I'll, yeah. and I'll dump it and sure. make a new pot, but I'm not fucking pouring your coffee. Oh, you need some more? Like, are you just, you want a couple ounces to pop <laughs> it off? Get your own fucking coffee, man. You're a man. Oh man. You're a man. So I go in, I do that. I come back out and I'm like, all right, I guess I've, I guess we're going to start mopping, right? So I start cleaning. Early morning? Dude, I didn't know. Oh, okay. I, 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 I was like. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going back to our station where we mop, and it doesn't make a difference. No, you're putting dirty water on yeah, dirty yeah, floors. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you start, uh, you start cleaning. I start doing that, and then we run a couple calls. They don't talk to me in the rig. And um, I'm like, dude, am I like, what is, I was like in an alternate universe. And then no one talked to me at dinner. Like I'm doing the dishes, all that, and they'll just come up and like. Did they talk with each other during the? Oh meeting? yeah, yeah. 
Like, they're having a great time. Yeah. And I'm like, this fucking sucks, man. This is going to be a long <laughs> four or five months. Yeah, yeah. And uh, at the very end of the day, I'm sitting on the tailboard and I'm studying. And when I say studying, I'm, I have my book open. I'm just looking And I'm art. looking at words and I'm just like, this ah, sucks. This sucks. <laughs> and the officer comes out. And I'm like, finally, another human being I can have some social interaction with. Because I'm like, this is fucked up. We could go on a structure fire and... Like, you've given me no direction on, like, what's going to happen. And uh, he's like, we wanted to see what you were going to do. And so, like, that's the reason why we haven't talked to you all day. I'm like, well, this is stupid. Like, that all was right, so, so, so don't Mr. do Mr. Officer, tell me then what what were my options of, re- of responses and what would that have told you about me? Yeah, you know? that's, that's exactly what he told me. Okay. He's like, if you came in here and you did absolutely nothing all day, we would have known kind of like the type of person that you are. And I'm like, I see the value in that, but like what you just did to me today made me not trust. But if I'm, if I hadn't had a stop before and I'm fresh out of the Academy, like I, and I'm new in the fire service, I have no fucking clue. I don't really what's expected of me other than what they tell me at the Academy, but it's different. I had a chief at my first department, second department, and he brought me into the bathroom and he cleaned it. Whoa. Great. No, <laughs> not the shower, the bathroom. Jesus. And he brought me in there and he's like, this is how you do it. And this is how it should be done. And I was like, great. You gave me the playbook. I will do exactly that. And he's like, this is how a rig check is done. This is blah, 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 blah. That's how you do it. But if you're a new person, I would say, yes, come in early. I think you should be there before the first person on your new crew gets there. And how you figure all that out is that after graduation, you get your station assignment, you go to that house prior to coming there for your first shift. Get all the introductions out of the way. Bring them something, you know, for that, right? Like, hey, you go around somewhat close to dinner time, you bring them dessert. Say, hey, I just want to introduce myself. Like, get a lay of the land. Get, a, get an idea of, like, when you walk through the door the first day, you have a outline of the building, right? You know where stuff's at. Yeah. Here, hey, here's, maybe they give you your locker. Well, you should probably make that stop by before, right? That's what I'm saying. Before, okay. Yeah, like yeah. you make that, make that introduction, which will make that first day feel less anxiety-ridden. Yeah. And then, just like you said, come in, make your introductions, get out to the truck and start. Because, like, you could pop a call right away. Yeah. And like your main job is to know that vehicle. And then what would you say is like the, the most important attributes you can show that first day? Don't quit and work hard. That's it. Attitude that's, that's and effort. My, that's my expectation talk. That's it. If, if I even have to have it with some guys, which usually, you know where my expectation talk really occurs? On the, uh, on the bay. Before, yeah, like before, a workout, before like, we start climbing the aerial or before we enter a stairwell, like for the first time with a guy. It's like, Listen, man, like we're all going to, you know, I, I always tell them like everybody here might climb at different paces. Everybody here might stop on a floor or do something different. Like they're just, they're getting their shit done. We're all here together, but some people have different needs and some people have different things they do, but all anybody wants here from you while you're here, including me, is that you work hard and you don't quit. And a funny story. So we have, this was, uh, maybe like a year ago probably about a year ago, year maybe two. And we got this new guy at the station, good dude. 
Like we've we've loved him. He's still, you know, like we'd take him back anytime. He's a great, great guy. He's doing great. And we're doing the aerial workout, right? So the aerial workouts put the stick up and we end up like creating stations. They're all like skill stations. So it's like you're throwing ladders each side of the station. Uh, you're dragging a partner across the bay or you got a sled you're pulling or you're maybe moving hose and then you're climbing the aerial and you, you do that probably usually two to three times like through. So it's like eight total stations, right? Takes about like 30 to 40 minutes. Well, this time I think we did three stations, but four times through, which was four aerial climbs. Brutal. Anytime you get to the third aerial climb, like it's like this good four. And so we had taking some breaks. Yeah. So their guy, uh, this guy rove in and this, this guy's typically, this is, this is exactly what I don't want to see out of a, a, a kind of senior guy is like, all you do is fuck with the new guys, make their life hell. And then you don't even have thick skin yourself. You know, right. that's the reputation here is like, I'm going to screw with all the new guys, but I'm not going to mentor them or show them I'm in their corner either. You know, you can fuck with the new guy a little bit, but like, are you his guy that he can trust? He can go to, right. that's different, you know? And I go to our new guy and I, and I know what was going to happen here. You know, I knew that this guy, this guy roved in was going to come in and it was going to be rough. Yeah. And I go to our new guys that I don't care what you, I don't care what you do for like the next week, two weeks. Like you can do whatever the fuck you want. As long as today during this workout, you do not quit. Yeah. Just keep going. And he didn't, man. And that guy who roved in quit quit after two and then tried to get him to quit. And I was like, don't come in to this house and try to fuck up what we got going on here. Like the, the mindset mentality we're trying to do to like instill in this person because you can't do it. That's what, that's on a tangent a little bit. I'm going, that really pisses me off. Like, when you can't do something and you try to get other people to, to quit with you. Like, yeah. Quit yourself, fine. You can quit yourself. Like, good. We aren't going to be friends. But then when you try to get other people to quit with you to make yourself feel better. Like misery like, loves company. That, that's a cancer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? And so back to what we were talking about. Work hard. Don't give up. And he didn't give up. And it was a – we were all, I mean, four times. Crushed. We were crushed, right? Yeah. But he didn't. It was like – I'm good with this guy now. Yeah. That's all I've seen all I all I need to see. What are your thoughts on the two ears, one mouth? I think that you should you gotta have I I wanna I wanna hear something about you. So if you get asked questions, you should answer. Yeah. Don't plead the fifth on I mean, sometimes we I like to always ask like who's your favorite instructor? Get yeah. at me. Like who who's your worst? Who didn't you like? You know, yeah. just to and honestly the guys who can the right answer is I liked them all and they tell me that but then I you know I'll give them a Keep hard time I'm like really yeah that's such an easy answer the guys who can navigate that and and give you an honest answer you know without throwing somebody under the bus like I just want to see that you're you're real but your answers like when when the crews ask you a question as a new person they don't really want to know what the answer is I think they want to know what that's going to tell them about you. Yeah. So like when you do answer those questions, um, imagine your first year is an extended interview. Yeah. Like I, I think this is where the nuance comes in. It's like, don't get so comfortable those first few months where like you're just sitting back, 
you look relaxed. You're in an interview for a year. Like in that year, you will set up the rest of your career. Yeah. So like, yeah, I get it. It's kind of a pain in the butt. But if you want to have, and because what happens is when you are a probationary firefighter and you go from one station to the other, that crew will call the other crew and they want to know one of two things. Are you dialed or do you suck? Yeah. Right. Like you, that's it. Those are the only two questions. Right. So if I, if I call station, whatever, five, I'm like, Hey, we're getting your new guy. What's up? Like, ah, he's dialed. It's all I need to hear. We can hang up the phone. Yeah. Or like, Hey man, this dude sucks. It's nice to have those stations to call. Cause there's other, other stations that you don't even call. Yeah. We were like, just like, you can't even really trust. So you just have to start over with them, you know? Right. But like, yeah, you should feel a little bit on edge for your entire probationary year. I think that's healthy. Mm-hmm. You should also feel like your crew is invested in you. And I think when people hear like, hey, you have two ears, one mouth, keep your mouth shut. That's not necessarily true either. I don't think that's such a good precedent either. No. I, mean, I, I get the the thought process behind it, but just telling someone to keep their mouth shut, now is he going to ask questions? Exactly. You know, it's more. It's more like probably need to be seen more than heard. Yeah. You know, it kind of goes back to what I said in the beginning. Like you should, you should let your actions tell your story. It's Um, an apprenticeship. Yeah. Right. Like it's, uh, I actually think that it's a benefit to not talk, right? You get to sit back and kind of learn who these people are. You get to observe the type of firefighter that you don't want to be and that you want to be. And the more that you sit back and not say anything, the more you learn. Well, the more you talk to without anybody seeing it, people, you know, growing up, it's like if you, if you sat on the sideline or in the dugout or whatever and just talk, talk, talk about everything you've done and, you know, nobody's seen that. Whatever, dude, you know? Yeah, show me. Um, you know, I, I tell some guys, you know, like, you want friends on the job? You know, like, you want friends on the job? That first fire, that first extrication, first big call or whatever go out and like crush it. Yeah. Right. You win games, you know, like if, if you make big shots, you know, you make big plays, that's how you get friends. Yeah. You know, like, Oh shit. Okay. Let your actions like tell your story and then people want to hang out with you. Yeah. I'd say other side, like fail with grace, right? Like you have zero expectations as a probationary yeah, firefighter. It, that's, that is really hard as a, uh, Proby though, because there are so many people still in the fire service that like the minute a proby fails, one they aren't showing them what it looks like to do it right, and then they're immediately critiquing it. You know, like oh that's why that's why you did this this and this, and it's like well, dude, if you got in your gear and did the same thing, how would that look? So you know, and this goes back to like sitting back and listening and like taking in who these people are that you're surrounded with for the next however many months or however your department does it. Never take criticism from someone who you wouldn't seek advice from, right? Like if you're at a station and you're starting to feel down on yourself because you're not doing things right or you're getting critiqued too hard, you feel, take a look at the person who's doing that. Are they in their gear? Have they shown you that they can do it? in the same fashion that they're expecting you to. So if let's say you're doing forcible entry, you go out to the door prop, they're in station gear and gardening gloves 
and they show you how to do this. And then they expect you to do it in full bunkers, SCBA, and tired. Well, you need to show me that you can do that if I'm going to. And so if that's the case, if they're sitting on the front bumper with your probie book open and they're like, nope, did that wrong, did that wrong, don't get frustrated. Take whatever advice that they have and then just put your head down and find somebody else. Yep. Like, don't get too down on yourself. Let's say that you've never had a probie before, right? You're, you're, maybe you're fresh off probation or you're that two to three, five, five-year guy and... Easy. You just treat him like he's an academy brother. That is, right. that is maybe the best description of how you can become a senior man. Yeah, and there, you're, you're right about that too. It's like, if, if you, and if you have the 15 years on, treat him like you're an academy brother. That backseater can make or break your station. Mm-hmm. And so how I like to do it was the first thing, like if I was in the bay and someone came in on their first shift, I would introduce myself and say, hey, put your stuff down and I'm going to go, I'm going to go walk, pretty much walk you through the, mm-hmm. the kitchen. Because the kitchen to me was like, fuck, dude, I just do not want to go in there. Like it's, it is a lion's den. And so... I would walk him in. I'd be like, hey, this is, you know, uh, probationary firefighter Johnson. And then you do all the handshakes. Be like, all right, here's where your locker's going to be. You know, here are the bathrooms, whatever. Um, I want you to meet me out at the rig in 10 minutes. And then you you just leave him out there. And you leave him out there. Yeah, forever. You start throwing snowballs at him. (laughs) Um, And then you bring him through every single cabinet. You pull out every single tool and you show them how to use it. Yeah. Not just like fanning doors, like, Hey, extrication equipment done, cribbing done. No, we're going to go through every single piece of gear. And I think that shows them that this is what's important. I'm not going to show you where the cleaning supplies are. I'm not going to show you, you know, how to make. But Craig, if, if you don't clean a station, well, you can't be a good fire. (laughs) Uh, The day starts with cleaning. I was told by a um, officer, she was awesome. She's like, cleaning is a privilege that you have not earned yet. Like, until you show me what the rig is, we'll take care of that. Like, we know how to do that. But like, until you show me that you are a a member, right? You're a fourth or a third. Great. You can clean a toilet, but you can't run a medical call. (laughs) Yeah. That's a problem. Great. Like, you you can't, can't throw ladders yeah efficiently like i don't care how much you can scrub the toilet in fact it'll piss me off yeah you're right like you're spending time on that priorities you know right so set the priorities and then um towards the end of the day the first day uh and i was very grateful that you let us do this but i would take all the blue shirts all the backseaters not even the engineers no one that's promoted and we would go into the office, we would give our expectations, and then we would ask the probie what their expectations were of us. Yeah. And like that to me sets the tone of So you know, it's like a three sixty eval, but it's more like a three sixty expectation. Preval. Ooh. Three sixty preval. Did you just come up with that now? Yeah. Oh, we're taking a run with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, the three sixty preval. Yeah. Right? It's like Let's set our expectations for each other. And those can be whatever are unique to your station, right? Like other place I worked, you took the flag down and folded it every single day. And that was like an honor. 
to do that. And so, yeah, that was part of your preval, right? Like you are expected to do these things because when you come into a station, you already add value based on your experience and your qualities and, and your history of performance. When you come in as a new person, you, have, you are adding no value to us right now because we don't know anything about you, right? We know that you have gotten through the academy and you have met the minimum standards. When you start to show some value to the crew by being early and, yeah, cleaning, right? That you are, you are showing value, that you want to be here. Like that, it's not a punishment that that is your job. But like we tell our new guys, we will not initiate it, but we will always help you. Because we want you to show some initiative. Yep. Like, hey. Because you it, need initiative your whole career. Yeah, you need I mean, you need initiative so much more after probation yeah. than you do beforehand. Yeah. But the value that you're adding to us is by menial task right now. Because you haven't proven yourself. And then as the months pass and you we, we see that, yeah, oh, yeah, this person's actually really good at X, Y, Z. Then all of the other stuff kind of starts to take a back seat. And now we're inviting you to watch movies with us. You were, you know. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that if you if you get asked to do that, I, I think that's it's a pretty fucked up thing if you get asked to like, you know, sit down with the crew or sit in the day room on probation and it's a trick. Like, don't offer that guy. Dude, you're such a piece I, of shit. You know, like, that. it's like, oh, he sat down and watched, you know, and then you take a picture and you share it with all. Uh, look at this guy. Yeah, he's being comfortable. You know, and it's like, but you asked him, you know, that's. Yeah. Going back to like that's the type of shit of like are are you treating this guy like an academy brother? It's an no. it's entrapment. Yeah, <laughs> but that's uh, that's a thing that I think you should you should strive for as a new guy is is like just try to try to get to that point with the guys. You yeah, know? Uh, but it's like how long in the academy? Let's let's go back to what you're saying is treat him like an, an academy mate. How long in the academy did it take for you to start to get comfortable and trust your academy mates? Four to six weeks, maybe. At a minimum. Yeah. So don't expect this new group of people that you've now entered their home, right? That is their house. You are a guest. You can't expect them to, like, trust you in any less time than it did yeah. inside the academy. Yeah. Like, that's... that's yeah, a, and you're probably going to... As much as you want them to trust you and if you know your capabilities and, and you know that you belong there, you're just going to have to wait for the big calls. That's it. Like, they'll come and... You better be ready. Yeah, that's the point is be yeah. ready for that because, I mean, you got you got a couple shots at it, you know? Maybe. Yeah. Right? Like, you're there for four months. You might have one or two big calls. Yep. Um, the other thing I want to hit on is, like, when... You go to a bad call, pediatric arrest. Uh, maybe it's your first time you've ever seen a dead person. Don't think that you can't say something to somebody if it's bothering you. Now, my suggestion would be maybe the dinner table is not the best time for it. Maybe find that one person who you feel who it should be the senior firefighter and be like, hey, man. I, and if you're a good senior fighter. you have a senior guy that's come up to you every shift at the end and be like, you good? How, how's the day? How are things going? Yeah. You know, because then that's a perfect one. I'm like, yeah, man, I, I've never seen it before. That really kind of fucked me up. Yeah. Yeah. What happens, though, is that we have, like, these trauma trophies, right? So, like, let's say you've been on the job for, you know, whatever, 20 years, 
and you've seen the worst of the worst, right? You have the biggest trauma trophy in the room. And then this new guy comes in. It's the first time he's seen a dead body. And he's got a little trauma trophy. And he feels like he can't say anything because he hasn't seen the nasty stuff you have. That's still the worst thing that's ever happened to you yeah. as a new guy. I'm not saying, like, open up and start bawling at the kitchen table. But, like, maybe pull someone aside. If you don't have a good senior man who's going to come up to you and be like, hey, um, you know, off to the side, like, that kind of messed me up. Yeah, I'm having a hard time sleeping. Like, how do you deal with it? Right? That is a perfect way to do that. But don't think that you can't say anything just because. And then lean on your other academy mates. Right? Like, for maybe the first two years of my time at our current department, me and my academy mates would go and have breakfast every Friday or every whatever. That's awesome. And it's just like, hey, this is messed up. Or, hey, I'm getting hazed over here. And we had some people who was on your crew who had a horrific experience at another station and like, yeah, you got to download on your Academy mates. Yeah. Like, it's not like you get out of the Academy and like these, these relationships are over, like lean on those people. Cause they're probably going through the same thing. Maybe someone's going through something worse than you. And sometimes you can talk people off the ledge too, you know? Yeah. Like from creating the assassination list, you know? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, just, glad I called that. Yeah, guy. exactly. Um, you, you know, just, just talking to them letting them vent about something then they can okay get through another 24 hours you know yeah it's a it's a tough year it should be tough this is a tough job yeah and this that year if you do it correctly will kind of make you strong but i think if you start out with a good base like those first few months of your probation could set you up for the rest of your career